recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fumpcast. Um, Luke Ski said he would be joining us, but he also said he'd be driving to pick up Insane Ian, so he may be in between ability to join us at the moment. Uh, so we figured, eh, we'll just uh, we'll start and he'll join us eventually at some point. Uh, but we do have Jeff Whitmire on the show. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, everyone. How are you? And uh, we will have a pre-recorded interview with uh, Via Bella coming up later in the show. And my dog is being a pest. Say hi, Jax. Look, say hi. Hi, Jax. There. See? Aw. See? Yeah, yeah, see? Everyone thinks you're cute. Yes, yes. Look how Aww. adorable this puppy is. Oh, he is there. adorable. Now, oh, my gosh. Yes. Now, you, you can, can I put you down now so I can do the show? no right yeah okay no all right get down let him co-host let him co-host if he would bark into the mic i might but he's <laughs> so anyway if, Luke, if luke's not here he can be he can be a stand-in he can I mean, be luke yeah he can be a stand-in yeah, he can be luke, luke. yeah, yeah. dye his hair blue <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's do the catch-up thing Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, while we wait for Luke, I will just say that um, this past weekend, we got our first real snowstorm in about two or three years. Um, We got like eight or nine inches of snow. um, And then like two days later, we got torrential rain and washed it all away and i was legitimately concerned that with the ground being that wet and that much water and that much melting snow that we were going to get water in the basement here and knock on wood didn't happen um because if I dealt with that at the previous house and I just did not want to go through that again. And I was like just looking outside at all the rain and all the melting snow and I'm like, no, please. No, but <laughs> thankfully, um, it's 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 been fine. It's been dry. We're good. Um, I'm my first week off as a full time musician. You know, um, I'm enjoying it, and I'm actually being incredibly productive. I'm getting a lot done, which I, I'm in, which I'm enjoying and I'm liking. And I wish it just made enough money to pay my bills so I could keep doing this. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And then. In other news, um, I'm pretty sure I told this story on on the show previously, but um, last August, uh, some douchebag opened a checking account and a credit card in my name uh, with Wells Fargo. Now, I have never banked with Wells Fargo, ever. And so, it, you know, it clearly wasn't me. This guy lives somewhere in Queens. His signature looks nothing like mine. And he used a driver's license with a fraudulent number, so clearly not me. So, um, I have been battling this for ever, ever since, you know, end of August when it first happened. And I have, I filed a fraud report with them after going into the branch because I I couldn't close the account over the phone 
because, you know, they asked me for my mother's maiden name and I gave it to them and they said, that doesn't match the one on the account. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. You, you, you see the, you see the pattern here, <laughs> but no. Um, so I, I opened a fraud, went into the branch, opened a fraud account. And three weeks later, I got a reply saying, good news. We found no fraud on the account. All these transactions are fine. And I went, no, the, the account is the fraud. Um, so I called Wells Fargo back and they said, oh, you want our identity theft department? I'm like, oh, that's separate. Okay, fine. Give me the identity theft department. And I opened an identity theft case. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call saying, good news, because you walked into Wells Fargo with a utility bill proving your identity. We've been able to close your identity theft case. And I went, I did no such thing. That wasn't me. <laughs> that that was the guy who opened the account who I'm trying to close. So the guy on the phone was just completely flustered when I told him that. He's like, uh, 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 you're going to have to go into a branch. And I'm like, clearly. So I went back into the branch. I, actually, at that point, I filed a police report. And then then I went into the branch, police report in hand, um, and met with the same banker I met with the first time. And he called the corporate office and opened a corporate fraud uh, case. And he said that this would be faster and more thorough. And it wasn't faster and it wasn't any more thorough. And a couple of weeks later, I got another letter in the ma mail saying, good news, we found no fraud on the account. So at that point, I filed a report. I filed a complaint with the CFMB, CFMG. Crap, I forget what it, what it is. It's a consumer finance something something. It's um, consumerfinance.gov is the website. It's a... It's a government organization that kind of that part is partly responsible for regulating banks, and they take their complaints very seriously. So I filed a complaint in December, and just right before the show, I got a response from Wells Fargo saying they looked over their records and they found that they acted correctly, and there's no fraud. So now I got to find a lawyer because clearly they're not going to close these accounts without a court order to do so. So CPFB. Thank you, Brett. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So that's been my life. This is so much fun. There's um, no fraud on the fraud account. There's no fraud on the fraud account. Uh, no. <laughs> yes. <sighs> wow. If I was more vindictive, I'd write a song about them, but it would just be like angry. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be funny. It would just be angry. Right, right. <laughs> you know? So, but that could end up being funny. It's true, it could. <laughs> so, if if anyone knows an identity theft lawyer in New Jersey, send them my way. I've got a couple of people asking around already. Um because uh, I just, I just, one more thing to deal with. I don't want to have to deal with this anymore. I'm like, I, I really thought filing that complaint would be the end of it. I really thought someone would go in and go, Hey, the, the address on the credit card doesn't match this guy's address. Maybe it's not the same guy. Ooh, Ooh, maybe. Oh, his signature. Also, it's not a real driver's license. Number. Right. Like that should be a tip off. That's a red flag. Right? Yeah. That's a felony. <laughs> Like opening a, a bank right. account with a fraud ID is a felony. Like arrest this fucker. Like Jesus Christ. Like like 
I, I, I like I'm clearly I'm dealing with like low level employees who are paid by the hour and just don't care. And they're just going right. through the motions to get through their day and, and just like so anyway, what a mess. <laughs> Holy cow. So, so what you been up to, Jeff? Uh, not a whole lot. Just a lot of life stuff going on right now. Just taking care of things. I had a, a little delay in getting music done because of computer issues, a very unreliable computer. And, uh, um, just had a, a bunch of life things and medical things hitting and financial things. But, uh, I was determined I've never, uh, since I started doing horror music, I've always released a song on Christmas day. Um, I was getting panicked, and I know, like, even uh, you, Devo, you messaged me. You're like, do you have a Christmas song? And I'm like, yeah, two. <laughs> I just can't do them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I had to kind of wing it, and I, uh, I, did, I had an idea for uh, Black Christmas to Last Christmas, um, the uh, classic Black Christmas, like one of the first, you know, slasher movies. And, uh, um, you know, I had it, but I I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to mix this myself and – of course, I was endlessly unhappy with it, and nothing sounded right for you know, like a week. And I'm like, I'm running out of time. And it it, it finally got to where I was like, yeah, I liked it, and I uh, dropped it on Christmas, and it went really well, and people loved it. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. I, I I I saw that video come up on my feed, and I'm like, ooh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. And then I had a um, I'm a big fan of the the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Um, uh, especially two because it's really, really just great eighties uh, cheesy horror goodness. Um, it spends the first half of the movie literally doing flashbacks um, until we get to to Ricky, the, the main character. And I had an idea for a, uh, um, it's Ricky for it's tricky, um, you know, to, from Run DMC. And I kept like adding stuff and adding stuff and adding horror. I think I think the vocal tracks had like eleven on them. And I put that together, and I was really happy. I brought people in to do. I was like, "We need cheerleaders for this," because I had a. The middle section was it's Ricky um, from Mickey, so it's Ricky, you're so fine, you know. Um, but yeah, that was so that was cool, and that was going really well. So I was like, you know, I really want the actor to see this, because um, I grew up with this movie. This is an '87 movie, 1987. I wanted the actor to see it because he's become such an iconic character, like especially in the in the horror world. It's like the famous gift the garbage day where he <laughs> shoots the guy and <clears throat> i was like i wanted to see him and, and someone told me they're like well, there's a here's a way you can and i sent him the two days ago i sent him out the uh, uh the youtube link and i told him i said i am a huge fan of yours i love horror i love this movie and um last late last night i got a message back from him and he said he said uh he actually really liked the, the song and he's listened to it multiple times and i was like there he's like he's like you just made a fan i'm like i made a fan <laughs> that's <laughs> like, awesome i'm a fan that was cool <laughs> nice ah and we have a luke ski we have a luke we have a luke hi hello what have i missed uh we're just doing the catch-up thing uh you're just in time what have you been up to <laughs> Well, um, you know that thing uh, in every uh, episode of the podcast where we check on teasing for songs next week and uh, inevitably we get to a part where uh, something uh, fairly often will happen where Tuesday's song is not yet posted? Right. Well, just now, uh, I sent a file of an edited lead vocal to Kyle so that he can finish up the track so that Tuesday's song will, in fact, be posted. So, Yay! Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that is the situation in the immediate sense of things. Um, but yeah, other than that, just uh, had to do, I had to work literally eight days in a row at my day job, which was a pain in the ass, um, you know, uh, especially after, you know, getting to have what's 11 or 12 days without having to work it at all um, and being out seeing my family. So, uh, so now it's, it's basically me trying to cram into whatever, you know, nooks and crannies of my day-to-day life where I can work on things while I'm doing my job and, or, you know, work things into either my lunch break or times that technically aren't my lunch break, but I'm, but I'm, you know, sneaking it into my work day anyway, where I get things accomplished, uh, for either my personal life or, um, uh, the plans I have for this weekend or for, uh, getting things done for MarsCon. Um, and part of me need, it kind of has like this asterisk over my, MarsCon thing because this year's MarsCon actually has a few extra things I don't normally have to do due to who the guest of honor is, um, and I need to make sure I don't forget about those things because they're important. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, contracts have been signed saying that these things will be supplied, so I need to make sure I don't forget about those extra things that aren't on my master uh, MarsCon uh, complete to do list. I actually made version two of the to do list, which basically was editing it down, taking off some things that haven't been, uh, part of MarsCon for a few years, just to kind of, you know, get it from five sheets down to four sheets. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, whoops, phone dropped there. Um, but, uh, Kalani is coming. She, uh, she, uh, she got us, um, just because it was simpler for her to, you know, buy the tickets and have me pay her back. Uh, she got us the plane tickets. She made the hotel reservation. She, uh, uh, is even going to get a rental car cause she's just that kind of person. So that will be helpful to me. Um, she needs to, last time I checked with her, she still needed to go to the, uh, convention website and buy her badge. Um, because she's, she's not a official, uh, you know, dementia track volunteer per se. So, right. um, so yeah, so she's just going to be attending and and checking stuff out. So, so yeah, and uh, you know, um, you know, <laughs> as we'll get into next week's on uh, next week's show, uh, Kyle talked me into making a song. <laughs> so, uh, so I put out a thing like both Kyle and Devo have done before, uh, saying, "Hey, give me a title for a song," and then uh, uh, I, amongst many, I mean, I did a whole, I had a whole like. I wrote down a, uh, in my notebook, like some of my top favorites of suggested song titles. And there were, you know, like a good 25 of them I could have picked, you know, out of the like, like 75 to a hundred, I think I got, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm one seemed to speak to both me and Kyle. That's like, yeah, we got to go with that one. So yeah, there's uh, always just, one that jumps out. Like it, it's, it either makes you, makes me laugh or I'm like, Oh, there's so much I can do with that or something. There's always one that jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were several that jumped out at me and that I thought like, Oh, these are all really good premises, you know, just within the title for what a song could be. Um, but this one, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil a surprise. So I'll just yep. wait till next week to talk about it. Sure. Uh, people who have been listening to, you know, uh, all three of the podcasts I do, um, <laughs> will, will, uh, you know, anyway, the point, um, 
yeah, I, I can't think of anything else really to report on, so we can get back to the rest of the show. Oh, other than the fact that I'm driving so that I can uh, head out to uh, LAX and pick up Mr. Insane Ian, who is uh, uh, coming to hang out for the weekend uh, to be a part of my uh, forthcoming 50th birthday uh, hanging out activities. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jeff. Yes. Give us a quick intro to this song, and we will give it a listen. Um. Yeah, quick side thing. I just noticed that Brett Glass says he had a Christmas horror song, and I would love to hear that. Oh, okay. I was, I'm watching the Trish thing. So, but so, yeah, Brett Glass, if you have a a, 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 a Christmas horror song, yeah, put that out. Um, so uh, this song is I had I was putting I was putting together Stabby Road and I um, the one thing I was missing is a song about my favorite horror movie of all time, which is Trade to Busan, uh, a Korean zombie film is my absolute favorite movie. And I said I could not put out my first album without a song about the movie. So this is actually the last song I recorded for Stabby Road. And uh, it's a parody of Send Me On My Way by Rustin Root. Here is Get Me Off the Train by Jeff Whitmire.
Why am I crying during a zombie movie? (laughs) (laughs) I always tell people how sad that movie is, and they're like, how can a zombie movie be sad? I'm like, just watch it. Trust me. You'll you'll know. (laughs) The movie is so good. It's so impressive. It just it blew me away. I mean, I, I, I love zombie films to begin with, um, as it is. 28 Days Later was my favorite movie for a long time. That's a good one, um, too. Yeah. Um, but I remember putting, you know, Train of a Song came out in 2016. And I remember putting it on just uh, casually, like, well, yeah, I'm going to check this out like I normally do. And it just hits so hard. The second half of it. Yeah, I forget uh, how I heard of this movie. Um, but it was one of these things where people, I think I think people on Reddit were talking about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I'm going to have to check that out. And just amazing film. Just top to bottom, amazing film. They showed it on, uh, Joe Bob Briggs showed it on Last Drive-In. And he, uh, you know, takes breaks during the movie to talk about and everything. And just before the climax, the final thing, um, because there's already a lot of emotional hits in the second half of the film. Um, Because they do an awesome job of setting up the characters and making them extremely likable. A lot of characters. Yeah. Um, So when bad things start happening, it hits. But uh, I remember uh, Joe Bob broke in. He said, now we're going to get to the ending. And this is not the ending you want, but it's the ending we need. (laughs) And I was like, that's, yeah. (laughs) It's the ending you deserve. (laughs) And I've had people tell me they hate the movie because of the ending. I'm like, that's why I love the movie. Because if it makes you that much of a wreck, it's done its job. Yeah. The Koreans don't um, like happy endings, do they? They don't. They don't. No, actually, a lot of my favorite movies are Korean. And <laughs> I watched it with uh, I watched it with my two oldest daughters, and we were all a wreck um, because it is definitely a, a daddy daughter yeah. uh, storyline. Yeah. And uh, then I actually watched it with my um, two younger kids when they were like four and eight. And uh, because I do show my kids horror, I always know what I'm showing them. But yeah. I was like, I, I I know they can do this one. There's not the gore is not too extreme. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing too touchy and even they got to the end and I have a video footage I, I actually filmed them secretly on the ending and you could see even my four year old going oh no oh that's not gonna oh no <laughs> oh that's great so in making the parody what were you trying to do um, I was really, t- I, I knew that I wanted to put a, a train to Basan song on the album because I, you know, um, it's a horror movie album. I'm clearly a horror fan. I've had been all my life. And so I love all the classics and I've covered all, a lot of, not all, a lot of the classics. Um, but, um, I knew it had to have a train to Basan song. I didn't know what I was going to use for it. And it just like, you know, we could all probably relate. I was just like driving one day and send me on my way came on. And I've always loved that song. I've always thought it was a fun song, really uh, works on so many levels. And um, I just started going, get me off this train, get me off this train. And I was like, that that's the one I want to use. I think that's thats a good choice for it. Um, so, I, you know, Austin, who produced uh, a big chunk of Stabby Road, I said, you know, let, let's do this one. He came up with the track. And I just, I really wanted it to be, um, I knew I was going to hit on the rough spots. I knew I was going to have to touch on the fact that it is so sad, but I wanted it at least the process of getting it there to be bouncy and upbeat and fun because yeah. the movie is about, you know, it is, it is a fun movie. It's a fun zombie film, Yes, but uh, yeah, I knew I was going to have to, um, you know, obviously reference the fact that most people don't get to the end of that movie with dry eyes. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it, I, I like the fact that it is a bouncy, upbeat song about a, a very sad zombie film. You know, and, and I like I it's kind of become what I do. You know, I like to because it, most of the films I'm covering are in some form or another dark or you know they're they're horror movies. So yeah. they're uh, about you know dark subjects. So I always try and find like the <laughs> least likely song to cover it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So great song, great job. Who's who's singing the off the train part? That's me. That is all the vocals are all the vocals are me. Yeah, and um, uh, it doesn't sound like you. That's all. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, no, I did that. I think he probably you know based it a bit um to get that. And then when we get to the choo choo, that was um, it's a funny thing that uh, two sleeps you know will often say too is I I don't I always like to try and find something additional to put in the song you know something that's not in the original that I. So when they, they do that, ooh, ooh, I was like, you know, choo, choo. Yeah. And I did the harms, and at first I thought, well, that those harms, no, they weren't right. And I went back and listened to it. I'm like, that kind of sounds like a train whistle. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. So, um, and Austin did say, he's like, he's like, I feel like we need, you know, zombie sounds. So I actually went and pulled up, you know, oh, dear me, I've got to go watch my favorite movie again. <laughs> right. And I, and I went back because I always watch the movie before I write a song because I want it fresh in my head. Yeah, and I, I write do down, too. You know, yeah, I, I was like, okay, what what, what am I going to use for a joke? And um, so I had already just watched it, but I went back and I was like, let's find you know a clip. So all the zombie sounds in the song are from the movie. They're, cool. They're actually from the movie. Yeah, when I saw this was posted, I was like, all right, well now I have to watch Train to Busan again. So I watched it the other day. <laughs> so it's fresh in my head too. Yeah. Oh, I've had people tell me too that they they haven't heard. Uh, I always like warn people. I, I spoil most of the movies I do songs about. I really do. I'm bad. It, it's that. hard not to. It's hard not to, and it's so, like Midsummer completely spoiled that. Yeah. But I've had people tell Midsummer Nights. But I've had people tell me they've gone and watched the movie because of the song, and I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, now it makes sense. And someone just told me they went and watched, uh, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night too because they wanted to know what that whole umbrella thing was that happened in there. See, I haven't seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 since it came out. I mean, I know I've seen it because when I was in high school, I worked in a video store and I went alphabetically through the horror section just because I got free rentals. And I made it all the way to Mm -hmm. the end before I quit. I think there were like five or six movies left before I went off to college. Um, so I know I got through the S's, and I know Silent Night, Deadly right, Night right. Two was in there. So I know I've there's, seen. There's it. a few Z's that you missed. You missed you, you missed some Fulci zombie movies. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'll have to go back and watch that now too. Damn it, Jeff! You're making uh, me watch all these good movies. <laughs> I know that uh, this isn't a horror movie per se, but have you guys both seen Violent Night? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Great film. Man, that movie is, Dave, Dave, that movie David is so Harbour good. Do no wrong. Yeah, David Harbour's amazing. Yeah. For yeah, those of you that. who haven't seen it, the basic premise is uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things plays uh, the actual real Santa Claus who ends up, like, you know, delivering presents to a house while there's basically, uh, you know, a, a group of, you know, gangsters with Uzis and mm-hmm. weapons and stuff attacking this rich person's house. And then he basically. It, and you know, doing a semi diehard kind of thing, yeah. you know, trying to save the family. And at one point, the little kid in the family ends up in the attic, and 
basically creates her own home alone stuff <laughs> so yeah. it's like like the original home alone i mean yeah it's like you know all this cartoony violence and stuff but this is basically like what if the what if some kid set up stuff like that but we actually saw the real physical mm-hmm. <laughs> outcomes of that kind of messed up shit happening to somebody within this other within this movie and it's right. really great and it's heartwarming too it's awesome it so. is yeah there's a lot of heart it's also like the diehard film that nobody can can uh, argue it's not a Christmas movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this one absolutely is a Christmas movie. It's absolutely. got Santa Claus in it. You know, what else do you need? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I, really, Brett, I really hope they make a sequel to that. They, uh, I, I heard they, they likely are. Um, I'm well, drawing, a, drawing a blank on his name, but the guy who directed it um, is Norwegian, and he's he did the uh, the Dead Snow movies, and if you've never watched that, Ooh! Yes! Yeah, did, Tommy, uh, Tommy uh, Workola. Um, yeah, he did Dead Snow one and two, and he also did a movie called The Trip, a Norwegian film, which is also amazing. That um, one I haven't seen, but I, I have yeah, seen Mary, Dead Mary... Snow. Those are those are movies. Are those are so yeah, same same director. Yeah, but I, I've I've heard uh, uh, rumors that there's likely going to be a sequel, so that that'll be cool. Awesome. Um, okay. Yeah, Brett, if you need if you want uh, if you want me to do harmonies for your song, you, you uh, just let me know. <laughs> I'm watching the Twitch chat here, but yeah, I'll definitely I'll do harmonies. Um, and uh, yeah, Fire Blast Studios. I saw the trailer for the Sharks on the Plane movie, and I that is a day one movie for. Me. <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, it's called No Way Up. I think it is, and it's about a. Uh, if you know me, I love my shark movies. A plane crashes into the ocean, and there's sharks down there. So people are trapped in a plane at the bottom of the ocean with sharks. Oh, that's I have seen the trailer for that. Yes, yes and yes, it looks okay. it, it looks so good. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for Bad CGI Shark? I oh I I know the guys. I actually oh. I have autographed <laughs> posters from them. Okay. Um, I wish I could find. Them. Actually, I recommend that movie. Uh, if you've never seen it, anybody that creates art should watch that movie. It's I've heard more that. than what you yes. think. I have, yes, I haven't seen you, it yet, if, but I've heard it's really if, good. Especially if you're middle aged, if you're in your forties, fifties, and you're like, oh, I'm too old to do art, you know, because you know, we're there, <laughs> and I feel it. And um, and actually, that at a point where I was like, why am I doing this? You know, I don't make money from it. I it's late nights and um, a lot of time away. And I watched that movie, and it was my, it was a kick in my butt. I went back and you know, and I've told them that, and they're like, really? <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the guys that um. Made it. It's really. It's a really good movie. Yes, yeah. I'm upset. Yeah, I'm not in that movie. You like, like, just, yeah, that should, yeah, I should be in that movie. <laughs> it's. I mean, that, the whole premise of that movie. I don't want to give too much away, but the premise of that movie is 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 people that wanted to create art. They wanted to make a movie called Sharks Out of Water, and then they decided to take the you know this one of them, especially this, the brother, decided to take the safe route and got a job and everything, and the other ones never lost the dream and they're you know in their 40s and they're like we we can still do this and uh yeah it's it's actually a really um it's a really it's got a powerful message to it with a lot of crazy cgi shark stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i gotta see yeah. that yeah they sent me um when i when i saw it i was i bought the shirt i bought the dvd i was raving about it they actually sent me you know, signed posters. So I have five signed bad CGI uh, nice. shark posters. <laughs> so Train to Busan is awesome. Go watch it if you haven't yes, seen it. Yes, definitely watch it. And uh, if do you, you watch one zombie on a train movie this year, make it that one. Yes. <laughs> Are there more? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably, but. <laughs> 
Wasn't there... Um, Asylum had to at least done one. There, there was a Resident <laughs> Evil game that took place on a train. I am. Yeah, did they make a yeah. movie about that one? I don't know if they made a movie about that one. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't oh, wow. seen all the Resident Evils. I've really slacked. I gotta get... I, I started to, but I I think I it. have. And I enjoyed them. I, I think I'm in... The, I know I'm in the minority there, but I do like them. Um, no, I do. I do like the ones I've seen. I definitely have. It's just I never got back to, to finish the series. Yeah. I just like Mila Jovovich too. She's great. Well, that's still that's true. <laughs> yeah, I met her at a con. She was she was great. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. All right. So, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, speaking of cons, um, keep your eyes peeled. I have. I don't know what I can announce yet, but um, I I, I do have a gig coming up this year at a con, um, in the state. Um, that's a horror convention. Um, so hopefully soon I'll be able to say more about that i don't know much more i'm excited to see who the other guests are uh because yeah it'll be hard guests and i'm like me geeking out <laughs> um but uh yeah just uh keep an eye on um, also on my uh, youtube channel jeff whitmire 47 is where i post all my um latest stuff um and my Bandcamp, jeffwhitmire.bandcamp.com is where you can buy my album my first horror uh, movie album stabby road on physical and digital and uh the plan is uh shortly i'm gonna be making plans to make my second uh, horror movie album, which I'd like to get out this year, and that's called Direct-to-Video. It was Direct-to Video, uh, but I mentioned it was my second horror movie album. Someone said, you gotta do the number two. You gotta do the number like, two, yeah. You gotta do yeah. two, so it's gonna be Direct-number-two-video. Um, and that's that's gonna be, that's in the works right now, so. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, are you gonna stick around for the rest of the show, or are you taking off? I I will. Yes, I'll stick around. All righty. Let's Hooray! do some news. This is the fault. But it isn't too hard. I've got the liar's clue and the biggest parody. Some video game versions I can play on my screen. 24 and Buster's have all like those properties. And this got the wise clue because I get the charities. Of course, I have the movie and the documentary too. And this is for everyone who says I don't have a clue. And in the end, when I was facing a fate worse than death, ah, she became a wraith of joy and rescued me. And set us free. Not bad for the first season of Bali McGee. I mean, when it comes down to it, you kids are jiggy, no, crunk, no, trill, no, funky, fresh, no, and stupid death. No, no, no. Yeah. Party with your parents, party, party with your parents, it's a party. That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. Now, don't you bury the Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, the Emmys were last week, and Weird, the Al Yankovic story, was nominated for eight of them, and it won two of them. So congratulations Woo-hoo! to Al and the team. Uh, it won the, the Emmy for Outstanding Television Movie. And it also won the Emmy for Outstanding Music Composition for a Limited or Anthology Series, Movie, or Special. Woo! Basically the score. So congratulations. It was also nominated for Casting, Picture Editing, um, The Song (laughs) Now You Know, uh, Sound Mixing, Writing, and Daniel Radcliffe was nominated for Lead Actor. But uh, yeah, so congratulations, Al, and the rest of the team. Awesome work. Who the hell beat Daniel Radcliffe? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) 
Daniel was robbed. Yeah. And uh, that's all the news I got. And you guys got anything else before tour dates? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm very close to you know uh, announcing MarsCon stuff, and hopefully the uh, fundraiser will be you know available by like you know next week's Funcast episode. We'll see how things pan out because Brent is still working on editing the sound files. So yeah. All right. Um, and I am very close to having the Thump Volume 102 done, so I, I, I'm not quite ready to announce yet, but it should be up in the next couple of days. Um, Although I should at least remind people um, that, you know, registration, like pre-reg for MarsCon ends on January 31st, and right now it's $55 for the weekend, so, you know, if, if you need to, like, budget for that to make that happen, you know, mark that on your calendar or whatever, that if you're going to, if you want to save at least 15 bucks. You know, you can pre-reg. So there you go. All right. That's marscon.org, right? Yep. All right. A tour dates on Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee. Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. On Sundays online, Two Sleeps. Mondays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. And everything else is Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. He will be appearing on the 12th in Loletta, California, on the 13th in Lakeport, California, on the 17th in San Jose, California, and on the 20th in Castro Valley, California. And that's it for tour dates. Uh, Birthdays. Coming up on the 14th, that guy, the great Luke Ski. Happy Woo, birthday, me. Luke. What? Happy 21st birthday, Luke. Oh, yeah. you can drink now. Yeah, you can drink now. That'll be cool. But now I'm a grown-up, so I can't buy any more action figures or video games. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> I got Funko Pops for uh, Christmas. My daughter got me three uh, horror Funko Pops. Uh, Hannibal Lecter, Leprechaun, and uh, Prom Carry with the blood and everything. Nice. I was like, oh, you're the best daughter ever. I'm like, these are so cool. And I remember someone in the family going, what do you do with them? I'm like, you put them up and you display them. <laughs> and you go, I've got these. And it's cool. <laughs> I don't have any it's hard fun- to explain. I don't have any Funko Pops, but I do have a Flurkin. This is a uh, oh, that's cool. This is a McDonald's Happy Meal toy that I I got a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's cool. I had to. Have I don't it. know if you can read my shirt. Can my you read cat, my shirt? My cat is a flurkin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second song of the week is uh, the debut of Via Bella here on the Fump. This is MST3 cover, Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Yeah, it turns out the TSA frowns on packing your bags during the flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. I'm pretty sure that zero hour is midnight. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. By then. Right. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. Fair enough. It's lonely out in space. It's such a timeless flight. Um, you do realize that if you were indeed outside of time, you wouldn't experience things like loneliness. Right. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown, bring me right again to find 
Rand and Aaron Bella Via of Via Bella. I'm going to mix those up. I, I, I know it. <laughs> I have an anecdote about that. Was it just so. 
So, um, so yes. Yeah, so, so welcome to the show and tell us about this song you posted. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, as, as you know, we, I've never been someone who does uh, parody songs. That's just never been something I've been good at or, or, you know, or, or whatever. And so I've always written original songs. Um, and certainly, uh, most of what Viabella does is original songs that, uh, you know, uh, that Aaron and I write, but we, this thing, this idea kind of happened to us you know, often when we're driving or listening to music, uh, a song will come on that we both like, and we'll be singing along and I'll just start making fun of the lyrics. Uh, cause that's what we do. And yep. so it occurred to me one day we were doing that with, with rocket man. This was the first one that we did this with, and we decided that it would be uh, funny to, if I performed the song straight and Aaron kind of made fun of it. Um, and then later it occurred to us too that, that what we're doing is an MST3 cover of the song. And so we've done uh, our, the live album. will have this and we'll also have our MST3 cover of Toto's Africa. Okay. Um, but uh, this is kind of, I guess the closest I, I come to doing parody songs. So. So, yeah, so I, I, I love this whole concept. And I don't know that anyone else has has done it quite like this. Where yeah, one I'm not aware of it if it, somebody yeah. else commenting on it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because one of the ones that we do uh, uh, this will also with Alanis Morissette's "Ironic," and I know that there is a version. Uh, there's a, there's a video out there called "Actually Ironic," where it kind of does uh, you know uh, a very very similar thing. Yeah, um, and, and a lot of the same jokes and everything, except that they're just singing it. You know, like kind of singing it as a parody, whereas we thought that, you know, again, it, it gives you, especially if you're doing it live with just an acoustic guitar, you know, we could stop for the audience laugh. I could stop the song if Aaron wants to do a whole paragraph, you know, making fun of something. You know, it really frees it up to to go for what's best for the joke as opposed to yeah. what's best musically. Yeah. And that's that's what we did with that. We kind of took the idea and a lot of the jokes that were already there and just kind of expanded them. Oh, in ironic. Yeah. Yeah. In ironic. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. But, but rocket uh, man was the first one you did. Yeah. Rocket man. Yeah. Was the okay. one that, and certainly the one, you know, probably uh, judged judging by audience reaction, the most successful, uh, shall we say. <laughs> um, yeah. After when we did it in Germany, I, I, we actually thought we might have to stop the show because someone was like laughing so hard that like they said afterwards that they thought they were going to throw up. Like we, you know, so which is not something I thought was on my wish list, but uh, but yeah, like so we we did have to. We were kind of announcing the next song, you know, talking about the next song. We had to kind of stop and you know, are you okay? Because it just seemed you know, and like yeah, I never thought I would make someone laugh that we could do I, that. So I've never made someone laugh so hard they threw up, but I think I have a new goal for my stage <laughs> show. So. In fact, like on the live album, we I kind of edited down a bit of that uh, on a track that's called "Retire Undefeated" because I think I said that. Like that's you know now that this has happened, I could you know, but uh, but yeah, certainly with Rocket Man, I mean we love uh, Elton John and Bernie Taupin, but you know I, I'm sure a part of what makes I think the these this idea so uh, right you know, kind of in the crosshairs for our listeners is that. Many of these ideas are certainly things that have probably occurred to, to, to most people that would like the kind of music that we do, um, mm -hmm. as they've listened to these songs and we're just kind of, uh, you know, doing it on stage. So, yeah, 
I mean, I know a lot of people, uh, Jax has come to view us because, you know, join us because uh, he, he knows I'm on a call and he hates it yeah, when I'm on no, a call. That's great. It means I'm not paying attention to him. <laughs> so this this is what happens. Every time I got him at a meeting at work, this this is what happens. Um, So, yeah, so so you guys were guest of honor at, at the convention in Germany? Mm-hmm. That's yes, cool. it was it was Intermezzo was the name of the convention. And we were and that uh we were guests of honor there, and it was remarkable. It was such a good show, such an amazing audience. I don't think I've I yeah, I, I could say I've never been appreciated as much as we were uh by these uh the, these German fans. They were just so uh present and you know, the applause breaks were outrageous. It, it was you know, we we were not we had been told, but we were still not prepared. Um, was it a primarily English-speaking convention, or was it mostly German? Uh, it, I mean, turns out that most Germans can speak English. Oh, okay. You know, like I would say, uh, the majority of the people there, German was their first language, but uh, there were, I, I didn't really encounter anyone that I couldn't have a conversation with in English. No. Uh, a couple of people did tell me, you know, which this wasn't news to me that I talked very fast. And so, you know, no, not, not at all. Not you. Yes, no. Sometimes my, you know, they said I was hard to understand, you know, it, it, with the banter sometimes. Uh, but did you find any of the, the humor got lost in translation? Yeah, I thought it would, but they, all the laugh lines got laughs. Yeah, not really. So, uh, yeah, I it was the other way. There were obviously a lot of people who performed, you know songs in german and we definitely missed those jokes yeah <laughs> you guys speak any german uh, i took german in high school so no um, <laughs> yeah i took spanish in high school i don't speak a word <laughs> you know so i can understand a little bit um you know, more so written or if, if somebody speaks very, very slowly, I can yeah. catch some of it, but not. There is there is a song. It's actually one of the bonus tracks on the Live in Germany album uh, called Going to Germany that we wrote for, you know, mm -hmm. for the con and did it, you know, early on in the set. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's basically just like a chorus we wrote about how excited we were to be going to Germany with that kind of little comedy bits in between each chorus and one of the bits was about how Aaron took German in high school but still doesn't you know she like well and it was because it was an excuse for her to say phrases in German that she knew that she knew the audience would think was funny like okay. I don't know if you got it at your, your fingertips but one of them translates to like you know you know where may I sharpen my pencil or you know just things that you know be completely useless is darf ich meiner Bleistift spitzen and that got a big laugh so yeah so um, yeah, so we did kind of, uh, and, and actually, the the anecdote uh, that I did say that I would say, given our name, is that, like, just before, like, you know, Bellavia is a name that is mispronounced, you know, all over the world, it turns out. I, I called you and, Bellavia for years. Well, it, exactly. And that's why that guy, I'm certainly not offended by it. It's, it's, I've come to expect it. So, and, you know, but whenever we're introduced on stage, people, like, if they'll say, you know, you know, it's. Ray Blavia, and then I correct them afterwards. They're always so embarrassed. And so, so right before we got on stage, I kind of went to the guy that was going to introduce us and I said, you know, just so you know, it's pronounced Bellavia. You know what I mean? And I, in retrospect, it was ridiculously foolish for me to say that to him 
right before we went on stage because he was like, ladies and gentlemen, Bella Via, you know, <laughs> and like, and our album, our live album opens with someone saying the name of our band wrong, which I think is really funny. Um, <laughs> and it's my fault because I, you know, I put it in his head. So, you know, so I just to say, yeah, we, I, I, I'm like, oh, for 15 with band names, you know, I just like, I, I just, <laughs> well, I, I like Ookla the Mock. What's wrong with that one? Well, it's ungoogleable. You know, yeah, like, you know, like if we'd have known the internet was coming, we would have named ourselves something that people could spell easily, and you know, and when typing into a into a browser. Um, actually, uh, the the most ungoogleable band in the history of music is the the. I don't know if you remember yeah, them. There's, um, there's one called I believe it's pronounced ack ack ack, and it's spelled three exclamation points, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, and these are all pre-internet bands, though. They, you know, yeah. they didn't think it would, they just figured people would have to find it alphabetically, you know, at Cabbages or whatever, you know, yeah. so the Cabbages, <laughs> in case you wondered how old I was, guys. I was going to say, Cabbages, a there's a deep cut. That, that went out of business in 1986 or whatever. Uh, so, so tell us about the, the live album. Yeah, um, we are, well, we're super excited, first of all, that the, the Kickstarter went through, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't even down to the wire. So, you know, we ended up about 120% funded. So um, that will happen. I've, uh, I've already been, uh, you know, working, you know, the last couple of days with our graphic designer. So we already have, uh, you know, some of that going. Uh, it's the, the album, the CD should be out by the end of February. Uh, just or hoping, hoping, hopefully, just in time for our our next guest of honor appearance, which is at FenCon in Dallas uh, oh, cool. on the weekend of, of February twenty third. So or that's where we're hoping to to get it in our hands by. But it is um, it's going to have twenty two tracks, eighteen songs, uh, and then four kind of short little banter tracks. Um, and it's I think it's like got four songs from our studio album, and then the rest of them are all things that. Uh, you know, there's a, two of those uh, uh, MST3 covers, uh, you know, a bunch of songs that will hopefully be on future uh, studio projects for us. Uh, What's the other covers. MST3 cover on the album? Uh, it's Africa. Africa, Africa, okay. Yes. And we also, there, there also is a, uh, I guess you could call it a cover, although that seems strange, uh, but we perform uh, an Uko the Mock song, uh, which we released through the FUMP last year called Bill Cipher. Mm -hmm. uh, just because since Ukla isn't really performing these days, I thought it'd be fun to give that, uh, you know, give it a, a live performance. So, uh, so that's on there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, a couple of the songs, um, I guess three, there are three songs that are brand new that, um, you know, we debuted in Germany. Actually, well, four if you count going to Germany. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, and then, uh, like the song that we have a song called everything happens here, which is on the album, which is a song that we wrote, uh, for a forthcoming podcast series that the, uh, that Arizona state university is doing about the educational impact of Sesame street. And, uh, weirdly enough, uh, Aaron and I were asked to write the theme song. And I should also say that Adam English from Mook with the mock, uh, actually gets a, uh, music co-writing credit on that because we were working on Bill Cipher and, I was showing him my notes for everything happens here. And he like beat me to the chorus. He was like, how about this for the chorus? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to beat that Adam, you know? So uh, and if you don't already know, Adam is such a gifted uh, writer of melodies. He just, you know, and so like, yeah, often, 
you know, I, I so I was very happy that that you know he made the song much much better, and so uh, so that's uh, that that and you know that will be on the live album as well. So uh, your the previous album that you guys put out, I remember it was like half comedy, half serious. Um, is this album more or less the same, or is it more comedy or more serious? Yeah, I would I would say this is uh, this is definitely uh, more comedy, and I don't, and I don't mean that it's like percentage the percentage wise is probably half comedy half serious but i think that the comedy stuff like on our on our last album i wouldn't say i really i'm not sure i would call any of it really comedy it was it kind of some of it was light and some of it was yeah. serious yeah. you know this album i think there is some stuff on there that you know i mean like i don't think i even put anything from the via bella first via bella album up on the font because i felt like geez you know this isn't really funny funny you know um uh and so no, you didn't you know, this is this is your first track yeah so i'm um, you know but i'm uh you know there's, there's stuff on this uh that i think is uh you know is funny and what like there's i think probably uh in march we'll we'll uh throw up another track uh probably a song called let's not fight about star trek that uh that i <laughs> like another one one of the ones we, we debuted um yeah that that yeah. that's the one that like i guess that's going to be our single because Everyone I've shown that to, they're like, you know, like they seem to point to that one. So, <laughs> but I thought Rocket Man would be, you know, certainly the most, you know, the funniest thing to start with. Uh, awesome. The pump, so, cool. So, uh, where can people go to uh, pick up this this wonderful new album? Yes, um, it will be, um, you know, like the the CD or or the download will both be available on our Bandcamp page, uh, which is I think is it Via Bella Band dot bandcamp.com mm -hmm. Aaron is that right it is. whoops so yeah so it's via bella band dot bandcamp.com our our first album uh the way of beauty is available there now both on cd and uh digitally and the uh and live in germany will probably be there we're hoping uh as you know certainly in march uh uh you know i would say you know i'd look for it in march um we also have we do have a, a patreon as well where you can uh, get access to a lot of stuff that uh, you know won't be released otherwise, either demos or like we do through the the Kickstarter campaign. We released like a bonus album, mm -hmm. which had uh, all the songs that we performed live in Germany that weren't on the album, plus some other things. Um, and I, I'm sure at least a few of those will find their way to our Patreon page over the next couple of months. And so, mm -hmm. including uh, probably our, uh, we did perform the ironic. Uh, MST3 cover, and while that won't be on the album, that will probably end up on our Patreon page. Uh, okay, cool. At some point, so great. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, oh, it's pleasure to be here. Good to see you again, Tom. And you too. Uh, yes, it's yes. good to see Aaron. I almost never get to see yes, her. Any. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's good to see our living room, which I, I'm at work, and you know, so but that's what what our living room looks like. Yay! So Hang on, let me let me pin Aaron because it wouldn't it didn't switch to her. There you go. Do that again. Oh, do it again. Yeah. Yeah, lovely living room, lots of guitars. Yes. You can tell a music <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. All right. Take care. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs>
feedback. And we lost Luke for the record, just so people are, aren't wondering. Um, feedback. Alvarant. 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 Alvarant wrote, Sorry to hear you've been laid off, Devo. I remember a bunch of times when you had to work late into the night or on the weekend for them, and they just let you go right after Christmas. You should find something soon. Just try to get remote work. It's worth it. I could be laid off this year, too, and I'm and working remotely will be a requirement. Yes, working re- remote work is definitely, like, high on my priority list. It's, it's, it, it's, it's definitely... Uh, I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent requirement because I don't mind going into the office. I'd like, I don't mind working in an office. I don't like getting to the office. Like if the office is around the corner and it's a two minute commute, I'm all for it. If it's an hour and a half that way, I don't want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And a couple of YouTube comments. Hey, log. Oh my God. It's you. Not again. A log wrote, Thanks for the shout-out and mentioning of the fact that I made an intro, but I could have sworn I left a comment last week. Also surprised you didn't mention that while Yo Sam was number 25 on the Funny 25, it topped my Whacked Out 40 countdown for 2023, which was in the complimentary congratulatory email I sent you. But still, welcome back to the number one club and becoming the third person to be a two-time champ. Weird Al and Chris Wolvey also hold that distinction. Thank you, A-Log. Yes, and my apologies. I was going to run this down uh, last week during the news, and it I forgot to add it to the rundown. So um, I want to mention that the Fump had a much better showing on A-Log's countdown than it did on Dr. Demento's countdown. Um, this is a top 40 countdown for the year. So he had at number 40, mm-hmm. Cenobite by Jeff Whitmire. Woo! <laughs> uh, number 38, we had Woke Mind Virus by Lauren Mayer. 31, Pandering to Nerds by Robbie Ellis. 30, I Like Bananas Because They Have No Bones by the New Orleans Steam Cog Orchestra. 29, Party With Your Parents by Knuckleheads. Uh, 28, Isn't It Moronic by the Suffolk and Good Players. 27, My One-Eyed Love by Joe J. Thomas. Unhealthy by Insane Ian featuring Twill Distilled. Brush Your Teeth, or, I was 25. 24 is Brush Your Teeth and Go to Sleep by Knuckleheads. 23 is Four Letters, ADHD by Bonnie Gordon. 21 is Bill Cipher by Ookla the Mock, which he, they just talked about. Tw- uh, 19, Progressive Love Song by the Great Luke Ski. 11, The Vatican Rag by the Great Luke Ski. And number 7, The Ghost and Molly McGee by the Great Luke Ski. And Woo! Then, Number one, Yo Sam by Devo Spice. Uh, you can listen to A-Log's yay! show Woo, yay! at uh, madmusic.com. Thank you very much, A-Log. I thought, I thought it was pretty awesome that Dr. D played the classic Yosemite Sam yes. song uh, that was great. just before he played yours. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Tease Chillin' wrote, Devo, failing the inspiration for a Sunday slot song, would being on the bonus material count as appearing on the next compilation? Maybe. I mean, I guess it depends on how you want to count appearances on compilations because, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm definitely going to be on the bonus material. I'm sure because I'll probably be the one interviewing somebody. Um, So, but we'll see. All right, that is it for feedback. 
Did I miss any feedback that was directed at me? Uh, no. Okay. You did miss A-Log's um, intro sound. Let me play that again for you. Okay. Oh, you're not going to hear it very well, but anyway. A-Log! Oh my god, it's you, not again! There you go. <laughs> and my bandwidth just dropped to zero, so that'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow's song is by Power Salad. And Woo! we have a yeah. bonus Sunday slot by Steve Goody, because of course we do. And Tuesday song is by the great Luke Ski. Woo! Yeah. I just hopped off during the uh the, the, the Bella Via interview so that I could listen to the final mix of the song and it, it sounds great. So I will be posting that to the queue uh, as soon as I have the time to. Awesome. So, hooray. <laughs> All right. I need a playlist topic for uh, Spotify for this week. Any suggestions? Um, <laughs> rocketry <laughs> rockets i don't um well Werner von braun what else is out there because <laughs> rocket man this this version of rocket man's not up on spotify yet oh yeah that's right so, i keep forgetting that you know there's a time there's, there's a time um that, yeah how, how about this? Are are there any songs? Well, there's at least one I can think of uh, that's probably. Um, I was going to say it's uh, it's coming up as Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, I know Epic Rap Battles of History has uh, has Key and Peele doing Gandhi versus Martin Luther King Jr. I was just wondering, are there any Martin Luther King Jr. comedy songs? Probably not. Besides that one, not um, that I can think of. No. <laughs> Uh, mm. Mike Bolly says space and aliens works for me. Let's do that. All right. Crap, I haven't done an alien uh, song yet. <laughs> well, get to it. What are you waiting for? What a, sl- what a slacker. Hell? You're leading us into a frightening market. Hey! <laughs> All right. Um, Jeff, plug yourself one more time. Hi, I'm Jeff Whitmire. You can find me at Jeff Whitmire one on Twitter, uh, Jeff Whitmire 47 on YouTube and Jeff Whitmire on Bandcamp. All right. And via Bella will be at via Bella And let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the funny music podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski, and look, it's Jeff Whitmire. Woo! Woo! Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, at DementiaRadio.org, and join us in the chat. Or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes, and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. 
shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Uh, Devo Spice, I'm just curious. Uh, what do you get when one, in fact, does put it all together? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>